Welcome back to ILTA Voices, your home for all things ILTA. Welcome. This is Dawn Hudgens with ILTA, and I have the privilege of talking today to CEO of the International Legal Technology Association, Miss Joy Heath-Rush. Welcome, Joy. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know when people are listening to this, but where we're recording it is Friday, and that's a good thing. That's always a good thing. Always a good thing. So over the next few weeks, um, and it'll be posted throughout 2024, we will be doing a joyous leadership series. Um, and today, I think, Joy, you have said you want to talk about love and leadership and how they are the same thing. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, people will ask, there's one of those icebreaker questions you get all the time, like, what's your superpower? You know, or if you have a superpower, what is it? Or what's your super skill? Um, and, you know, kind of the running joke is that the thing I do best in all the world is hug people. And I am good at that, right? I have long arms. I'm tall. I'm really good at hugging. But under that is you can't give a good hug without having genuine love. You just can't. People know. You know, it's like you'll say, oh, someone can always, an animal or kid can always tell when you really love them, right? And everybody can. And if you give someone a hug that's not real, they always know it. And so love is underlying all of those things. And I think the thing uh, that equates love and leadership to me is leadership is hard. Love is too. Mm -hmm. um, there are some aspects of love that are really easy. Um, you know, it's, for me, it's easy to see the good and lovable in people. But when you have hard leadership things to do, like give someone really unpleasant feedback, part of what enables you to do that is to realize that is love. I mean, anybody who has been a parent knows the concept of tough love. Um, tough love is still love. So that sometimes means making rough decisions, doing things that would be easier not to do because you love them and it's the right thing to do. And so for me, when I'm faced with a tough leadership challenge, I think about what is the most loving thing to do, truly loving thing to do. And generally that sends me in the right direction. Hmm. I think one of the things that um, you and I have talked about, I've heard other people talk about regarding you, um, and this plays plays to this point really well, I think, and that is authenticity, um, and authenticity really being key um, in in most relationships, not only personal relationships but business relationships as well. Well, yeah, there's no question about it. Um, authenticity, transparency, um, rewarding curiosity. Um, when it's appropriate. I mean, those are all to me kind of part of the same equation. And if you can't say something and really mean it, don't say it. No. But if you think and look hard enough, like I have learned over my life, you never know the little thing you do that's going to brighten somebody's day or make a difference for them. Um, but you have to do it out of authenticity. And so if you if you say to somebody, wow, like when we first got on this morning, I was complimenting you on the color you're wearing. Our audience can't see that, obviously, but I could. And 
I really meant it. And it was something I noticed right away. There's always something like that, that you can see or find about someone that can brighten their day. I, I was at our um, Elticon Europe event uh, this past year and someone I've known many years came up to me and um, said his son sent regards, his, his adult son. And he goes, I don't know if you remember, he said, but about 10 years ago when he was a teenager, I asked permission of you for him to come and visit Ilticon Europe and walk around, um, even though you normally didn't allow people under 18, because he was thinking about a career in that area and you made it happen. And he's now, you know, training to be a data privacy lawyer. And and he still remembers that act to me. And I'll be honest, I didn't remember it till he reminded me. Once he did, I I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. that so I was glad to do it. But I truly was glad to do it. And it made a, a, a huge difference for this individual. And I'm not saying this to like, oh, pat me on the back. That, that's The point is, you never know what a little gesture will do to make somebody's day. And it's so easy. And it's just an act of love. It really is. Um, leading with love, I think, is a is such a great topic. Um, I, I used to have a, um, a friend, I guess we're still friends. Um, and we would go to lunch or we would be in a department store. And when we would leave the person who was checking us out, he always made some kind of comment or a joke or something. And that person's entire structure, as far as how they were holding themselves, their facial uh, expressions, you could tell that he left them better than he found them. Yeah. And I asked him about that. And he said, that is always his goal. Leave people better than you find them. And I know with, with difficult messages, like, you know, we all manage people. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we all lead people in, in some way or another. And it can't always be positive uplifting because none of us are perfect, right? There's always That's a scenario where we need to learn. We've got to change. We've, we've got to think differently. We've got to, we've got to react differently. Um, but there's a way to deliver those tough messages in a way that leaves the person better if they're open to hearing it. And I think sometimes maybe that's the thing, being open to hear it. And and you also have to pave the way for them to be open to hear it. Part of it is knowing what their aspirations are. Um, like I can think of, of one person um, that I actually served in a former formal mentoring role with this person, um, not... Um, while they were with a different organization than ILTA. And um, this person is a people pleaser 100%. I, I get that, dealing with that my whole life. Um, but I told this person, I know this is hard to hear, but you have told me in our mentoring relationships, you have aspirations to lead people. And I have to tell you, you have gotten to the point in your career where you have by saying yes and delivering, saying yes and delivering. Okay? That's how it works usually as you're coming up. But you get to the point where you plateau, you stall, you cannot get any further until you learn when and how to say no. And, and people pleasers don't like to say no. <laughs> they want someone else to say no. They always want to be the yes person. But when you couch it in the terms of here is something you want to achieve, 
and this is standing in your way, or this will enable you to achieve that, it makes the message much easier. But if you don't actually know what the person's aspirations are as a leader, then it's hard to have those conversations. So being in tune, part of love is being in tune with what people want. Um, some of you know that Don and I worked together once before in another company, and, and we had a boss then who was very fond of this phrase, listen to what people want and then give them what they need. And this really applies here. And that is an act of love. It's easier to just give them what they want. It's harder, but loving to give them what they need, like getting your kid to brush their teeth or take eat their vegetables. Yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Joy, if you were to talk to a new manager. Um, I, I never like to say leadership and management in one sentence because I, I think anyone can lead. It doesn't matter where you totally. are in the organization. Um, mm -hmm. But let's let's talk about a new manager. Um, mm -hmm. What is one or, or maybe two things that you could advise them to take very seriously as something to focus on right out of the gate to help build their leadership career? Yeah, I love that question. Um, one is they need to, I, I always advise new managers to take time, even make a list of who their customers are, because everybody has customers. And um, sometimes the people you're managing are your customers. And that's one that new managers often don't see. So when they really make a list and bring it back to you and you can talk through it, you have the opportunity for that teachable moment of who really are your customers. Um, a related one is I usually ask them, who are you a customer of? I know that was terrible grammar. I'm sorry, I didn't structure the sentence well. <laughs> but it's like everybody is a customer and has customers. And I think it's really hard to manage people or a function without understanding that dynamic. Of whom are you a customer? Who are your customers? Say, I got it right that time. I used to know much better. <laughs> um, and that's really good. The second thing I always tell them is be a truth teller. Um, and that doesn't mean you always have to tell everything you know, because that's not appropriate. Trust is the ultimate love. It's an ultimate expression of love. Um, so I, I always tell people to reward curiosity. We, we're, we can do a whole section, Dawn, on rewarding curiosity. I think it's an undervalued characteristic and trait, but I mean, appropriate curiosity. I don't mean the curiosity where someone comes and goes, Ooh, so-and-so has been out three weeks. What's going on with them? And it's learning how to, while you're still transparent, to deal with those inappropriate questions, ones you truly cannot answer. Like one of my favorite responses to that kind of question is, why would you think I could answer that? That usually stops people in their tracks. Or if it were you and someone else were asking, would you want me to answer it? That's a little bit more pejorative, but asking it in that why would you think I could answer that? We'll tell people, okay, I stepped across the line without 
being overly insulting. But um, that sense of being transparent, telling the truth, telling as much of the truth as is appropriate, um, and everything you say being the truth, um, that's that's very loving. And there, I don't know why I can never remember what book this is from, but it's a, a book quote of, I'm going to do you the immense honor of telling you the 100% truth. And that's powerful, right? It is powerful. I need to look up and see what that book is. Yeah. It's um, uh, that sense that you're actually expressing love by telling the truth. Hard, sometimes hard truths. Um, we had a, a, a board meeting and senior volunteer meeting recently, as this is being reported, and we had a professional development session on volunteers leading volunteers. Uh, another one we could do a whole section about because leading people over whom you have no like higher fire authority, managing people is hard. It's a skill you can develop. But in this um, is, she was talking about the kindness you do when you are transparent how truly kind that is. And the example that the person leading the workshop gave was, and, and this is a funny one, everybody knows it. It's like, don't you want to know when you have spinach in your teeth? Yes. And <laughs> uh, everybody does, but there's all kinds of spinach in teeth that are, that are not literal, but figurative. Um, you don't want people to step in things unnecessarily. Yeah. And that, you know, that's an act of kindness, even if it's something they would rather not hear. I mean, no one wants to realize they've been sitting around with spinach in their teeth, but they'd rather know than not. I think a lot of people would, would rather, yeah, absolutely rather know than not. And I think when we, we talk about the trust and the transparency, you know, this day and time, there are lots of opportunities um, to get uh, sidetracked or to have your attention diverted. Um, and when I think about trust and, and transparency coming from someone, it matters to me if they are present with me when they're delivering the news. And I don't, I don't mean like, I don't mean like in front of me physically, I mean like with me with eye contact or we've had a discussion about other things that matter and they were present, they weren't checking their phones or their messages or or you could you could tell that from their eye movement that they weren't really there with you. Um, mm -hmm. It builds more trust um, by being there. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's not just delivering the hard news, that's anything uh, when it comes to building a relationship. But by doing it, before you deliver the hard news and that person can really tell that, okay, this matters They're they they take the time to do the easy stuff with me. And now they're taking the time to do the hard stuff um, as well. And I think we all want to grow and develop to be, to be our best selves. And, and we can't do that on our own, like ever. No, that's right. And, and you, you can have formal mentors. You can have people who are your bosses and coach you. Uh, you can hire a coach. But I would also encourage you, uh, encourage everybody to seek role models. Um, someone whose career you admire, that you watch, you watch how they carry themselves. 
Um, I call it emulation and disemulation, right? Emulate the things you admire and disemulate the things you don't admire. You know, say, I'm never going to do that. You know, I, that's not who I am uh, or not who I want to be. Maybe I'm, everybody's a work in progress. It's not who I want to be. Um, and uh, again, I think that's an act of love in some ways, self-love. Uh, again, that could be a whole nother chapter. Yeah. Um, being a, a loving leader also means practicing self-love and knowing when you have to care for yourself in order to be the best leader. I will say it's not always been my best thing, um, but I've been trying to do better at it. Um, one of the things I have learned is at my advanced age, uh, <laughs> I don't do as well on short sleep as I did when I was in my 40s. And uh, my old joke used to be, I can't do it as well as I did when I was 25, but now that I'm 26, things have really changed. Yeah, that ship sailed a long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> But I have learned that I cannot be my best for others if I am not well rested. And so I'm actually very protective. Even when I'm traveling, like at Iltacon or something, I'm very protective of my sleep because I cannot be who I need to be and want to be if I'm not rested. I just can't. I totally agree with that. I uh, I reflect that thought. <laughs> Well, Joy, is there um, one last thought that you would like to leave with our listeners? Keeping in mind, we have a whole year of these, so we're going to be touching on all kinds of joyous leadership um, opportunities. And um, but what would you like to what would you like to leave us with today? Just one final thought. Love isn't weakness. Love is strength. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic, Joy. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we look forward to the next edition of Joyous Leadership. Well, it's great just talking with you. We could just have this conversation uh, because we are who we are over an iced tea somewhere. I like that. And I think uh, a football game coming up soon too. <laughs> that as well. You betcha. All right. Thank, Thank you. you very much.